Welcome to a special episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, a podcast taking you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and today's episode is going to be a little different. I'm sure many of you can relate with us, but the month of January has not gone as planned for the podcast team. Here in North Carolina, we've had a lot of snow, and so there's been a lot of school closings, and then, of course, COVID is continuing to run its course, and so that just affects our team with quarantine and just so many um, pushbacks. Uh, we've had to put off a lot of interviews and episodes that we had planned for the podcast, uh, but as believers, we take heart. We know that God is sovereign, and He is over everything, and He will accomplish His purposes despite us. So that is why Samaritan's Purse starts every day in God's Word. And so today, we want to truly invite you behind the scenes to hear how a typical day starts in the ministry. Before the staff even begins to work, uh, we gather to hear a message from God's Word from one of our staff members. Uh, So we read Scripture together, and then we pray corporately over our field staff all throughout the world and any needs that have come up within the ministry and our donors. And um, that is how the day starts every day. And so we want to give you a little glimpse. Uh, Last week, my father-in-law encouraged the ministry um, about how the Lord is our good shepherd. And so we wanted you to hear his message and just be encouraged today. Well, good morning. It's Monday. I like Mondays. Let's open in prayer. Father, we thank you for the weekend. We thank you for the rest. And Father, we thank you for now a new day and a new week. And Father, we pray that we will honor you with what we say, what we do, and the work of our hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Scripture, if you take Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob... Take Moses, King David. They have something in common. Uh, They're shepherds. And to the Egyptians, if you remember, when Joseph told Pharaoh that his brothers and his father were coming to Egypt because the famine was so severe. Um, Pharaoh wanted to know what their livelihood was. And uh, Jacob said, we're shepherds. And shepherds were detestable to the Egyptians. So they gave them the land of Goshen, which was a very rich area, but it was good for the cattle and for the sheep and the donkeys and the goats and all that sort of stuff. And Pharaoh actually put them in charge of his, his flocks. But Egypt, it also represents the world. David said in Psalm 23, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. He's establishing that God is his shepherd. God is a shepherd. And he is detestable to the people of the world. They don't want God as a shepherd. They want to be free to do what they want to do, to carry out whatever sin is in their heart. They don't want a shepherd. And so I thought this morning I'd just read the 23rd Psalm because I think of so many people 
need to be reminded. Christians need to be reminded. The church needs to be reminded that God is our shepherd and he wants what's best for us, okay? So the Lord is my shepherd, David says. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. How important it is in the busy world in which we live and how crazy things will get for all of us that our souls are restored. How important. And he restores our soul. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. For his namesake. And then David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil, for thou art with me. So whatever we go through in life, and we know with the coronavirus has been many people that have felt like they have passed through the valley of the shadow of death. We know of people who have lost their lives. I'm talking about family members within Samaritan's first family have lost their lives as a result of the coronavirus. But we don't have to fear. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. And David said, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life, and then I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And then when it's over with, what's the promise? We get to dwell in his house forever. Not a bad deal, is it? But the world doesn't want a shepherd. The world hates the shepherd. They want to be free from the shepherd. Sheep, sheep don't want to be led. Sheep want to run and go whatever direction they want to go. Goats want to do the same thing. But the Lord is our shepherd. And so David, Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, David, they all had one thing in common. They were shepherds. Now Moses was raised in the courts of Egypt. But when God called him, he was out in the land of Midian, tending to the flocks of Jethro, his father-in-law. When there was a bush that was on fire, but the fire didn't burn it up. And Moses said, I'm going to turn and I'm going to go see what this strange thing is. And God called him. But he called him and he was a shepherd tending the sheep of his father-in-law. So the Lord is our shepherd. And that's what David said. He's my shepherd and the world doesn't want us to shepherd. But he's our hope. He's our deliverer. And without him, we have no hope. Today, we want to pray. Um, Andy Jeter lost his mother. We want to remember the medical communities uh, because of COVID. 
uh, so much strain is put on the health care system across the country, not just Watauga County, but across the country. And um, very difficult. People are very tired, the nurses and doctors. Um, for the Afghan resettlement program, um, we are ready to um, take probably the first hundred families in the next few weeks. Um, so we need to pray for that. We're working in Colorado, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Washington State as a result of the, the fires and the floods, uh, the tornadoes. Uh, so pray for, for our volunteers, our teams, that we will be a blessing to the people that we help. So let's go to prayer. Um, and uh, let's remember these prayer requests. And remember the Lord is our shepherd. I love that Franklin mentions uh, Joseph's family, how they were shepherds and they had to resettle from Canaan to the land of Goshen. You know, this wasn't their plan. This wasn't on their radar prior to the famine. Uh, but the Lord went before them. And even in painful and devastating circumstances, we can rest in that truth that we have a good shepherd that is going before us. He sees the whole picture, and he knows and loves us. And I love Joseph's focus, and I just want to talk about it for just a second, about how he stayed fixated on the Lord and not on his circumstances. Joseph remembered God's faithfulness. In Genesis 41, uh, he named his sons as a reminder, saying, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Um, he also recognized that God went before him. Genesis 45.5 says, Because God sent me ahead of you to preserve life, God did all things for good. And, you know, he's, he says again in 50.20 to his brothers, he says, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring about that many should be kept alive as they are today. And so I love the way that Franklin pointed out that the world doesn't want a shepherd. You know, as humans, we want to go our own way. And our pride wants us to be in charge. And so we don't want someone else telling us what to do, especially when it goes against culture and what the world is saying is right. And so to be under authority, it takes humility. Um, humility, like I said, Joseph had. He was able to humble himself and look to the Lord and, and look to him um, as his shepherd and his guide, um, not his circumstances. And so even Christians, we at times, we fight back and we want— um, we want to kind of take authority and take control, but we have to be reminded that serving the Lord requires humility and obedience. The Lord has been reminding me of this personally. Here are a few scriptures he's given me about this. Joshua 24, 15, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, serving the Lord means to humbly seek him for direction. And that's our prayer for the new year in the ministry. Psalm 25, 9 says, he leads the humble in what is right. That is why, Samaritan's Purse, we start each day in prayer. You know, we have to be humble, uh, letting the Lord lead us in what is right, reminding us that we're not in charge and that we have a good shepherd who sees the entire picture and he loves us, leads us, and goes before us. And then finally, James 1.21, Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. 
Um, And so I hope this encourages you today. I don't know where you are, if you're discouraged, if the new year's going well, if you're you're doing great, if your health is poor. uh, We just wanted to remind you that our hope rests not in our circumstances, but in our good shepherd. And so remember what Jesus says in John 16, 33. I told you these things so that you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. And so thanks for joining us today. God bless you.